Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. A writer and reporter for MLB.com. He is a Northeast Ohio native. And we shared many times together in the... Uh, Franklin in, in Franklin Hall at Kent State University at the School of Media and Communications. Henry Palatella joining me on 92.3 The Fan. What's up, Henry? What's up, Mitch? How are you? I'm doing fantastic, man. I'm so happy we could uh, uh, you could join me here today because I remember uh, meeting up with you again at a recent uh, game a few weeks ago, the Guardians and I believe the White Sox. I was surprised to see you there. I knew you had worked for uh, MLB.com, of course, which congratulations, by the way. And it was really cool to like see you again because I remember um, uh, seeing you in the uh, what was it the commons room over at Kent State. What was that room called with all the uh, computers? Uh, the Q. The Q. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mean- that that was a good time, and I remember uh, many many good moments in there. I remember uh, where I, that was where I was when the Cavs rattled off all those uh, trade deadline day trades in route to the 2018 finals, where every breaking news rip. We just couldn't believe uh, what was going on. But obviously, we're here to talk about baseball. And uh, Henry, of course, a writer for MLB.com. You can follow him on Twitter at Hella Palatella. And Henry, going into tonight's game against Kansas City, the Guardians right now, a bit of a losing record, not a complete disaster. And they're really trying to get back on track. Because as, as um, Eric said in here earlier, they've lost 10 out of their last 14. The offense is performing well at times, and they've been, but they've been a little bit up and down and the pitching obviously has been pretty good in some areas, but uh, they've had to rely on some younger guns to try and fill in for guys like Aaron Savali. So now in terms of the offense, they've currently are at, I believe, in the top five in runs per game, and the offense is actually doing well than a lot of people have expected so far early this year. Do you think this is a offensive outburst that can last longer going into the season, or do you think we'll be seeing uh, the Valley coming after the Hill soon? Yeah, that's a good question. I think it's obviously, you know, Jose Ramirez um, carries them and he's got, you know, 48 RBIs and it's however, you know, high up on the leaderboards. I think he's still leading baseball, if not, you know, top three. Um, So it kind of goes as he goes, but, you know, Josh Naylor coming back, you know, he's second on the team and runs better than and missed the start of the year and missed a week with COVID. Um, But I mean, that happens when you get eight RBIs in like an hour. Um, But I think, you know, the, the biggest thing from years prior is that it seems like they're seeing a lot more pitches. Um, it was kind of more uh, evident earlier in the year when they're having a little bit more success, but it seems like they're grinding out more at bats than they have previously, even, you know, lower of the lineup guys like, uh, you know, Oscar Mercado or oh, even Owen Miller got brought back up, but like guys that hadn't really had a ton of success at the level. Um, 
you know, even as they're struggling a little bit, they're grinding out at bats a little bit more. Um, but the the biggest thing is just getting Jose, you know, a little bit more, um, a little bit more help. Because as you've seen, you know, the past couple weeks, as everyone else has kind of slumped, you know, people are giving, they're unintentionally, intentionally walking him, um, which is, you know, breaks up a perfect game or a no hitter or whatever. But when the guy next to him, you know, isn't hitting, uh, it kind of really limits the amount of damage. So getting any type of base runner that isn't Jose Ramirez is huge, which I think will happen. Like I think, I feel I think the team feels the same way that they feel a lot of their better baseball this year is ahead of them. Whether it was the truncated spring training or people coming back or you know all of that, that there is good baseball to be played, um, but that it's just a matter of everything kind of clicking at once, which is tough to do over a 162 game season. Absolutely. I mean, Ramirez is leading the league right now, 48 RBIs. I believe he has 12 home runs and is, uh, has a solid batting average at this moment of 292. Now, I believe Jonathan Peterlin asked us the other day on the fan uh, with Joe Noga, and you were talking about Jose Ramirez getting the respect from the rest of the league uh, that he's kind of warranted throughout the season. And I know the Guardians aren't like the talk of the town right now. They're still in third place trying to find themselves in a, in a central division that has been, uh, besides Minnesota, a little bit struggling so far. Do you believe that uh, Jose is getting his dues uh, from, the less, uh, from the rest of Major League Baseball? Yeah, I think so. I think definitely in terms of, you know, the way the sport is covered, especially with the contract signed and all of the good things he said about Cleveland. I think not having that hanging over his head and not having that like hang over the team um, is a good thing for the way he's covered. Um, I think the biggest thing is the team being good. I mean, as we saw, you know, 2016 to 2018, even into 2019, when the team was good, um, they definitely generated a lot more attention, which makes sense. But then the more attention they get, the more people pay attention to Jose Ramirez. But I think in terms of just like the baseball ecosystem, uh, yeah, I, I think he's, you know, people are recognizing that he's a perennial MVP candidate, the power he has. Uh, when they faced the Astros last week, Christian Javier, you know, tore through, um, I think it was Miles Straw and Ahmed Rosario batting first and second that game. Like you could tell he had everything on but walked Jose Ramirez on five pitches and it was only five because he swung at one that was in the other batter's box because he got anxious. But they are, if they don't have to attack him, they aren't. And in a sport like baseball where you get to choose your battles like that, that's, you know, I think the highest regard you can give someone like that is Mike Trout, Aaron Judge. You know, that's the type of respect from pitchers when even when they're on, they don't want to face you. That is in the upper pantheon of the sport. And I think, it's obviously a detriment to the Guardians to have that because you want him to get pitches that he hits, but I think it's also cool that they're able to have a player you know, that garners as much respect as he does throughout the entire league. Henry Palatella of MLB.com joining me on 92.3 The Fan. Henry, uh, going over to the rotation right now, I mentioned before you got guys like Shane Bieber and Tristan McKenzie who are staying pretty consistent and being viable starters for Cleveland so far this season even though they've had a bit of some uh, struggles of their own. When I see guys like Zach Plesak and especially Aaron Savali right now, who uh, is, of course, on the IL, was sent down, now on the IL, and is being uh, uh, filled in for by the likes of Connor Pilkington. Um, do you think that Pilkington right now, and obviously he's very young, very raw, do you think that he can potentially prove himself to be more of a regular 
answer for the Guardians rotation, or is this just a case of we're hoping Savali gets back as soon as possible? Um, I think it's a little bit of both. I think, obviously, you want Savali back, even as he his ERA is kind of ballooned and he's had a tough year. I feel like this is more an aberration than a trend, and we, you know, he's proven over the past couple of years the type of pitcher he is. But Pilkington is, is really interesting to me, um, in part because in years prior, you know, when they needed essentially a sixth starter, it was always like, Adam Plutko or, you know, someone where, you you know, the book was kind of out on them. They never really had any of the young guys that got called up, you know, the Shane Beavers, the police access the volleys, they stuck because they, one, they were better than everyone else, but two, you know, they kind of, the team knew that they wanted them there, which might be the case with Pilkington. I think he probably does have a spot in this rotation, but I think giving him what's essentially a trial period where he, you know, if he struggles, when Savale comes back, they can take his spot. But, you know, the worst thing he can do is go out and pitch well. And thus far, he I mean, he has pitched well. He's, his fastball batters are hitting over 300 against it. But all his off-speed stuff, people are, you know, hitters are batting under 220 on it. So he has uh, a little bit of movement, you know, left-handed. So it's kind of a different look for a lot of people. Um, so I think it's kind of a as much as it stinks for the team that Savale is hurt, I think it's kind of a best-of-both-worlds situation where it kind of allows them – to get a look at Pilkington while also realizing that they have, you know, if he struggles, they have the ability to take him back to AAA and let him get some more reps. Yeah, I'm looking at that 7.84 ERA right now. It's not great right now, but it is. Savali in the past has been a starter for me that I've always liked for his consistency. And obviously, this is a tough start to the year. Hopefully, he can rebound. Now, of course, Henry, you're not just a Guardians kind of guy. I mean, you're, I, mean, I believe you're a Guardians fan, but you also uh, cover other teams as well. Um, staying in the AL Central, one team that I'm very focused in on right now is the Chicago White Sox because obviously they won over the Cubs yesterday, but the offense has had its struggles. Obviously, some guys have been out. You got guys like Yoan Moncada. Eloy Jimenez is still recovering from his injury. And now you have uh, Tim Anderson yesterday suffering that groin injury, which they're not even sure how long uh, he could be out for right now. Uh, the White Sox, I believe, have a losing record right now, I think are a few games under 500 behind Minnesota, even though they're in second place. Is there some uh, room to panic now uh, out on out, out in Chicago? I think a little bit. I, they've, they've dealt with injuries all year, so to have them be you know, hovering around 500 is honestly impressive considering that Lance Lynn hasn't pitched all year. Joe Kelly just came back. They don't have Moncada, which now with Tim Anderson getting hurt, even as I think Moncada will come back some point this week, I think Tony LaRusso said. Um, you know, that could be even bigger considering they've are already not that Tim Anderson is an you know, an incredible defender, but they're already down a little bit playing Jake Berger at third. They've got Josh Harrison moving around a little bit. Laurie Garcia is playing second but is batting under two hundred. Um they're they're the type of team where you know, the window is wide open for them. The, the team they have now is the team kind of where the Guardians are at, where you can see they have this kind of all of these, mid, these middle infield prospects that are probably one or two years away. The, the White Sox are at that point, but those players are in the big leagues right now. Um, and they have just been hurt by injuries, both on the field and in the rotation. Like I said, Lance Lynn, um, they had to, you know, bring in Johnny Cueto. They just DFA Dallas Keuchel. Vince yeah. Velasquez is starting for them. But they still have Giolito, Cease, and Kopech who are three. You know, I would, I would put those three up with any three starting pitchers on any team. So I think not necessarily a time to panic, but I think as we get further in the summer 
and people are still underperforming or they still get hurt, it's not like they they have the ability to be like, oh, it's okay. You know, we have, you know, this is their window. It might not shut this year, but the future isn't as bright for them as it is for some of the other teams in AL Central. So they're in more of a win-now mode probably than anybody, even Minnesota, who has thus far been incredibly impressive. Yeah, I agree. I mean, you mentioned uh, Mankata might be back in the lineup this week. I mean, Luis Robert will come off the COVID list soon. Uh, And obviously the Twins are in first place right now in front of the White Sox. Now going over to the NL Central, uh, the Chicago Cubs, uh, the White Sox uh, in-town rival, they're really struggling right now. I mean, obviously they weren't going to be the greatest team to begin with this year. 19-27, and uh, tied for third, sort of, in the NL Central with Pittsburgh. And uh, there's been a lot of talk about potentially the Cubs – becoming huge sellers at the trade deadline this upcoming year. Um, what's the deal on guys like catcher Wilson Contreras? Do you think he'll be dealt at some point this season? I think so. Teams can always use catching, it, which is it's crazy to think that he would be the last member of the 2016 Cubs to go, which is odd when you think about you know Brian Shaw with Roberto Perez gone as the last member on the Guardians, and he left and came back. It's just odd to think that it's you know, almost six years removed from that um, and is making me feel old. But, yeah, I think there's always a, a need for catching hitters that can – catchers that can hit, excuse me. I mean, look at the Guardians. Um, so I think with one year left, he's 30, so it might be a rental. Maybe you can convince him to stay. But it's probably one of those middle-of-the-day-on-the-trade-deadline you know, middle deals where probably a, a double-A like pitching prospect goes away. Um, they have some other interesting names, too, that could go – um, David Robertson's really worked himself into a, a you know a a certifiable closer, if not at least a back end type of person. He's on a one year deal. Um, they're a team where they're kind of in the same spot the Guardians are. They have you know some talent that is Christopher Morell has come up and hit. Um, they have Clint Frazier. Like they have the ability, and the year is pretty much gone where they can um, kind of let people go. I let another let Nico Horner play short now it's over Anderson Simmons. They have the ability to kind of let some guys play and let this be a developmental year. So I'd expect them to be a pretty big name and they have some talent that could go. So they could uh, definitely swing a race, um, not so much by their play, but because of who they deal and where. Henry Palatello of MLB.com joining us on 92.3 The Fan. Henry, I want to move over to the NL East because this division is kind of fascinating to me because you have teams like the New York Mets right now who are actually you know, they were considered maybe a contender for uh, the division this year, and right now they're at 32-17, and 17 and, are, and are, when I say light years, I mean eight and a half games ahead of the second place Atlanta Braves, who are at 23-25, Philadelphia at 21-27, and 27, and then you got Miami and Washington kind of just, at this point, they're, they're, it doesn't look good for them right now. What is it about this division right now where the Mets are able to take advantage of what it seems like uh, uh, a weaker a pool of teams in the East. And do you think that there could be a chance that a team like Philadelphia or a team like last year's World Series champion, the Braves, could make some bit of a run to try and catch up to a 32-17 and 17 Metropolitan squad? I think it could happen, but it would be, at this point, it'd be tough to fathom. I watched a decent amount of the Phillies-Mets series uh, this week just because it, um, I really like Bryce Harper and really want him to, I, I think he's, you know, Mike Trout gets a lot of attention as a guy that could go down as one of the greatest players ever, which I think is very true. But I just as much believe that Bryce Harper could be that type of person as well. And I want him to be able to play in a postseason. 
But without him out there, not that he at this point is like an incredible defender, but the Phillies defense is some kind of social experiment in the outfield with Nick. I mean, teams just run all over them. Balls land like defensively. It is every time a ball is hit on the ground. I'm sure Joe Girardi just closes his eyes. Um, but the Mets right now are probably, in my opinion, the deepest team in baseball, even with the Dodgers and Yankees. They have, I mean, they have Luis Guillorme coming off the bench and he has 1.2 war. Like he might be the best bench player in all of baseball. And this isn't even counting that Scherzer's been out, the Grom's coming back. And from what he has said, it sounds like he's incredibly healthy and ready to, you know, just absolutely destroy baseball. But it's a very, it's one of those teams where they went out, they spent a lot of money on Bassett. They spent a lot of money on Scherzer. They spent a lot of money on Starling Marte. But then they had other signings like Mark Canna and Eduardo Escobar that have also paid dividends. And it's just, it's, probably the perfect example of a team that has built around its needs in part because they can spend to build around their needs. Uh, but they're a very complete team. The Braves, they, they kind of struggled out of the gate, which is, you know, after last year, I can understand, you know, a hangover of not winning or excuse me of winning and then kind of struggling at the beginning of the year. And they're starting to turn it around as well. They have Max Fried and Kyle Wright who are pitching well, but their offense has been their biggest problem. But when you don't have Acuna for the first month, that's, you know, going to be a part of it. But Matt Olson has played well. I think it'll – right now I would say at least two teams are going to make it out of there. One wild card team for sure, obviously. But I think the Phillies, they have the bats to get hot. It's just a matter of – especially as you get further down the year, getting 27 outs on defense is arguably more important than anything else. And right now I do not trust the Phillies to do that. Um, it would be cool if they could, and I would – um, you know, for my own selfish sake to be able to get that team in the postseason and watch those guys hit would be awesome. But the way they're constructed defensively, uh, I think it, they would have to have a couple things break their way and probably one or two teams struggle down the stretch to make it in. Well, it sounds good, Henry. Thank you so much for joining me today. And uh, I hope to hear more from you throughout this season, see more articles from you, and uh, hopefully we can talk again soon, man. Yeah, it sounds good, Mitch. Have a good rest of your day. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty-five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us, and four lines for twenty-five bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for twenty-five dollars per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. Five dollars more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at twenty-four monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. Thirty-five dollars per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Listen to every MLB game live. In the deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.